Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope everybody's having a great Wednesday evening as we get into sports. As we're in the middle of the week and we got baseball games just ramping up as we speak, and want to talk about some of the matchups last night as we had a big brawl between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. As Joe Kelly has been suspended for eight games for throwing at batters, and I'm not shocked at all. I know that this was coming for the Houston Astros, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some of the teams that have jumped out in Major League Baseball as the Cleveland Indians are 4-1, and the Tampa Bay Rays are 4-1, the San Diego Padres are 4-1, the Cleveland Indians took a doubleheader against the Chicago White Sox, and also the Tampa Bay Rays defeated the Atlanta Braves 5-2. It was not a very good start for rookie sensation pitcher Kyle Wright as he went two and two-thirds innings and gave up five runs. Atlanta right now is two and three, and they are actually going to have their home opener tonight as they take on the Tampa Bay Rays as Mike Soroka will take them out. And it will be the first game at, at the new Truitts Park. They renamed SunTrust Park, and there's not going to be any fans. So here in Atlanta, we're going to have baseball, and it's going to feel like, well, there's no fans, and It'd be nice to actually go to the ballpark, but fans will not be allowed. I wonder if fans are going to get caught trying to sneak into these ballparks. Who knows? All right, well, we have the round of 16 that has been cut down to eight now in the MLS's back tournament. And some of the teams of note, the San Jose Earthquakes, Minnesota United, Orlando SC, the Philadelphia Union, and they're all going to be playing to have a shot at going to the semifinals and of course the finals it is not a tournament that is something that has tradition this is something that they just made up on the fly they they went down to Orlando and they were trapped in a bubble and they're the ones that got this started off and, and they've been doing it for about a month but the regular season for MLS is is still a question mark Speaking of a question mark, I feel that college football is in jeopardy. And they've already canceled the Georgia-Virginia game. That was the Chick-fil-A Classic on Labor Day. And the ACC is going to go to an 11-game schedule to include Notre Dame in their conference. It looks like most of the conferences are going to go to just conference only. and But it might be a possibility because we're getting closer and closer to college football season. There might be a possibility where all fall sports for the universities could be canceled and if that's the case going to spring football could possibly be an option but who knows what we do know for sure is that the NFL will definitely play in the fall they have taken the precautions the players have reported to training camp some of the players opted out already and you know it's going to happen if players are opting out in the NBA and basketball in the National Football League they will opt out as well 
saying it might not be worth it. But, you know, over the weekend, baseball came back and the ratings were massive. I feel the ratings for football are going to be massive as well. And then tomorrow we have a doubleheader in the NBA. We have the Utah Jazz taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson makes his return. And we also have the L.A. Clippers taking on the L.A. Lakers. Uh, These games are going to be huge. A lot of people are going to have their eyes on these games. And we haven't had major sports in over four months. And it's great to be back. It's great to be back on the air and talk about sports. And I'm hoping that we can just break down games. And that's why I've done this podcast. This is my third night in a row where I've actually done this podcast and and gone on to talk about games. Well, starting today, I'm also going to have my NFL preview show, and I'm going to take a conference per day. So today is going to be the NFC West. Tomorrow, I will do the AFC West. And then Friday, I will do the NFC Central. And we'll, we'll go from there. We'll do an NFC division one day, and we'll do an AFC division the other day. So this is my NFC West preview show, and I'm going to recap what happened last year in the NFC West. You had the San Francisco 49ers finishing 13-3 with home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Right behind them was the Seattle Seahawks, who were 12-4, and and they almost, it was very close, they almost won that division, and if it wasn't for Dre Greenlaw with that tackle with an inch to go and Seattle was making their comeback in that game it was a Sunday night game up in Seattle and the 49ers caused them to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and Seattle had to go on the road to take on the Philadelphia Eagles a team that Carson Wentz got injured and Seattle advanced Seattle's been very good in that first opener of the playoffs and they're pretty good on the road too when they make the playoffs Seattle is going to try to actually dethrone the 49ers for the NFC West champions. I feel that the NFC West is the best division in all of football because you have the Los Angeles Rams, who two seasons ago represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. And you have the rise and up-and-coming Arizona Cardinals, led by second-year quarterback Kyler Murray. They got Isaiah Simmons at the linebacker position. Patrick Peterson is a great corner. And they have the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. And they're going to have Kenyon Drake, the talented running back, for a full season. The question mark for the Arizona Cardinals is going to be the offensive line. But Kyler Murray has improvised, and he has done some outstanding things outside of the pocket. He gave the 49ers fits. I think the Arizona Cardinals will finish last in this division, but it will be a strong 8-8. Eight and eight. They'll play everybody outside their division tough, They'll be a tough out for a lot of teams, but they will finish in fourth place. And, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, he, he's going to have a pretty good second year, but the Cardinals are going to be in the right direction. The team that I pre- predict to go third is the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to take a step back. I think uh, without Todd Gurley, the running game is going to suffer. They still have Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. They have Jared Goff, who is he an elite quarterback? I think he's in that second tier of quarterbacks. They're going to have Jalen Ramsey for a full season. I think because they're playing an easier schedule, they're going to win some games. I think they're going to finish 9-7. And, and that 
that leaves a two-headed race between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. It really all depends on when they play each other and how well, you know, they have the same strength of schedule. It's going to be a little bit different. Seattle was in a lot of close games last year. They combined point total with all their opponents last year was only seven. Russell Wilson came back in a lot of games. Can Seattle sustain that? With the addition of Jamal Adams, they're going to be a lot better on defense. We don't know if Jadavian Clowney is going to re-sign with them. All I know is I think that it's going to be very, very close. It's going to be neck and neck to try to determine who is the better team, Seattle or San Francisco. Both are playoff teams. If the 49ers, if they do win the division, Seattle's going to get the wild card. If Seattle wins the division, 49ers will get the wild card. In my opinion, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and of course the Saints in the NFC South are the three best teams in the NFC. I mean, you could also make an argument with the Packers, possibly the Eagles with a healthy Carson Wentz and all his uh, receivers back. But that's just my opinion. I think that the 49ers and Seahawks are number one and number two. And then Seattle, you know, could possibly win that division with, you know, New Orleans is is up there as well as a top NFC team. So I'm going to predict that the Seattle Seahawks are going to finish 11 and five. You know, they're playing a tougher schedule. They're going to take a step back just slightly, but still a great team that could possibly get to the Super Bowl with the addition of safety Jamal Adams. All right, so the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going to predict they're going to go 12-4. and And the reason why is they have reloaded. They lost DeForest Buckner on the D-line. They got Javon Kinlaw, the talented rookie. They lost Emmanuel Sanders to free agency. They got Brandon Ayuk. They, they lost Matt Breida to a trade. They've uh, going to get Jarek McKinnon back from injury, but they also have Raheem Mostert, and they also have Tevin Coleman. And you also have Jimmy Garoppolo's second year, a full year in Kyle Shanahan's system. He's going to make a lot of outstanding plays. He's going to make some mistakes. You know, last year he was making some interceptions where I was saying, what are you doing? But Jimmy Garoppolo has you know, great stats. He comes back in the fourth quarter. George Kittle is the best tight end in football. And of course that D line is the best defensive line in football. You have Nick Bosa, you have D Ford, Eric Armstead, who signed a big contract. And you also have Javon Kinlaw. You're also getting DJ Jones back. You're going to get Ronald Blair. They have a lot of depth on the D line and they still have Solomon Thomas. I mean, Solomon Thomas was you know, a top pick a couple of years ago. The linebacking core is very underrated. You know, you talk about Seattle's linebacking core with Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. The 49ers linebacking core with Fred Warner. A lot of people don't know who Fred Warner is. You know, Fred Warner is going to be a Pro Bowl player. You got Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw just stepped up in big games last year. The rookie, he's going to be in his second year. And you also got Quan Alexander. Now, Quan Alexander, when he came back from that pectoral muscle injury, he wasn't the same type of player, but he came back and did some good things. But he is going to be a difference maker. He's going to be healthy. And the secondary, they didn't need to get Jamal Adams. In fact, there was reports saying that they weren't even interested in Jamal Adams because they have Jaquiski Tart and they have Jimmy Ward. Now, the corners, you have Richard Sherman. He is getting up there in age. There will be a corner that will replace him someday. And it's going to be up to Emmanuel Mosley or Akella Weatherspoon. 
I think that they could both challenge for the starting spot at corner. And we shall see. The special teams is great for the 49ers, Richie James. And, of course, you have just the talented kicker, Robbie Gould. If you look at the San Francisco 49ers last year, a lot of their games, even the the loss against Seattle in overtime, it came down to a last-minute field goal. You have the loss against Baltimore. That came down to a last-minute field goal. And they actually did the best job, I felt, containing Lamar Jackson in that game against Baltimore. I remember watching that game. It was cold. It was rainy. They were playing Baltimore on the road. And they did great. That was just a a battle-tested game. And, And they shouldn't have lost to Atlanta. That was just unacceptable, losing to the Falcons like that. So the San Francisco 49ers and their three losses could easily won those games. So San Francisco clearly was the best team. But when you get to the Super Bowl, superstars matter when it comes to making big plays. San Francisco has learned their lesson. And I think that Kyle Shanahan is eager and hungry to get back to the Super Bowl. And they are my favorites to win the NFC West. So tomorrow I'm going to preview the AFC West as we talk about the Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, and the new Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Well, I want to thank all my listeners who have listened to my show. Make sure you download this podcast on your podcast choice, wherever you get your podcast. And I hope that everybody is able to practice social distancing. I cannot wait for tomorrow's show because we can talk about basketball. So everybody have a great night. Be safe out there. Practice social distancing. Keep, Keep practicing social distancing, and I will talk to you soon. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.